It's Thursday, April 30th, 2020. I'm Stephen Fee, and this is The Pen Pod, a limited-run podcast from PEN America. On today's edition, acclaimed author Dinal Mengestu on how he's teaching writing amid the pandemic and what his own work can tell us about unpredictability and uncertainty. Then, artists and creative professionals globally face new challenges amid the pandemic, how our Artists at Risk Connection Project is here to provide support. I'm Stephen Fee. All that coming up on The Pen Pod. And joining me now is Dean Alman, guest to author of three novels, all three named New York Times notable books. His most recent is All Our Names, a former MacArthur fellow. He teaches at Bard College. Hey, Dean Hey, Stephen. How are you? Good. Hey, so, you know, we're all hunkering down right now. Where in the world are you? Um, I'm at Bard College. Um, we have a house right on the Annandale campus. And so I'm here with my family, um, sort of hunkered away like everyone yeah, and I guess Bard, like so many other places that you said, uh, has gone remote. Um, how are you continuing to teach your writing students right now? Um, you know, like everyone, I think our, our first priority has been to stay in constant um, and regular contact with our students. Um, and in times like these, I think the, the sort of greatest solace and resource that we have are books. Um, so even though we don't ever practice um, even though we don't ever stop practicing, you know, teaching our students the, the art and craft of writing, we also are always trying to make sure that they recognize that writing is always a conversation both with other texts and with the world around us. And so um, right now, perhaps more so than normal, I think a lot of us are turning to literature and returning to stories and essays and poems that have, you know, been essential to our own work as writers. And we're asking our students to to go back and look at those more carefully. Um we always ask our students to think of writing as something that involves an active and kind of creative engagement with the world. And so it's never a kind of hermetic and private act, um, but something that requires some kind of critical engagement with our surroundings. And so this is one of those moments where that engagement is inevitable. Um, and so we're asking them, of course, to keep themselves um, thoughtful and reflective. Um, and to remember just how important it is to, to communicate with one another, whether it's through writing or through other mediums. What about for you right now as a writer? I mean, are you finding this as, are, are you writing right now? Is this a productive time for you? Um, you know, I am writing. Um, I, it's hard to say, you know, the, in theory, the idea of it being a productive time seems to make sense. Everything kind of freezes. Everyone is sort of sequestered away. You feel like it's the sort of, you know, like we're all on a, um, hiatus from our normal lives um at the same time though i don't think that's really how it's playing out for most people i think the sort of regular day-to-day world has to sort of be restructured and reimagined in a way that none of us have ever anticipated before so um a lot of time is spent just trying to actually think of that of trying to kind of reorganize and rebuild and just you know tend to the daily realities of life um, at the same time, I feel like, you know, the time that I have generally carved out for writing is more important. Um, I mean, it's always kind of essential, but right now it's, you know, I think just sort of for my own, you know, sanity, um, <laughs> having those, you know, hour, two hours um, in the morning before everything else is the moment where you can kind of at least remember that there are things that matter, um, that will continue to matter after this is over. And um and writing and reading are both kind of a, a reminder of those things. 
Yeah. I, I want to talk briefly about your book, All Our Names, because, you know, in that book, you write about unpredictability and violence and, of course, love. And I'm wondering how, as a writer, you view the current unpredictability of this historical moment that we're in. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think right now there's something about that we all live in a, in a state of kind of precarity, um, which is normally something that we project onto other parts of the world. And it makes us um, especially in the United States, a little bit more um, kind of passive and, if anything, unwilling to believe that um, very difficult and challenging things can happen here. So I think there's a sense that definitely we're, we're if some of us might have believed that we were immune to that sense of precarity, that's definitely um, been stripped away. And I think we're coming to terms with that sense that, you know, our place in the world is not that privileged. Um we might have believed it was, but it certainly isn't. And right now we're, um, I think, you know, in our own ways forced to contend with the constantly shifting reality that one day bleeds into the next in ways that we can't anticipate or predict. What can we do right now to support other writers and readers? Um, you know, I think that's the, the, the one thing I've been trying to do since, you know, especially, and I think we'll sort of continue to do more and more is try to figure out how I can support every local independent bookstore in my community um, or in the multiple communities that we live in, you know, from bookstores in the city in Manhattan um, to the ones here um, around Bard College, trying to make sure that those stores are still here and around when this ends is, I think, of utter uh, just absolutely um, vital to the health of our culture, to the health of our towns, our communities. Um, you know, a lot of these stores operate on fairly slim margins. And once they go, and if they go, the odds of getting them back are pretty thin. You know, I think there's mm -hmm. an opportunity right now to really lose those spaces, um, to see a lot of our civic life and a lot of our civic institutions to, you know, internet, um, to give over everything to the purchase of, of the things we want with a click rather than the demands of actually having to participate in our communities. So for me right now, it's really about that. It's about those, those bookstores and um, trying to, trying to support them, trying to encourage my colleagues to order books, you know, a year in advance, um, mm -hmm. even though we might not need them now. So, so those stores have the resources to weather the storm. Yeah. And finally, what are you reading or watching or listening to right now? Um, right now, I'm uh, reading the, the sort of ga a galley copy of uh, Claudia Rankine's new book, which is, um, I think, supposed to come out fairly soon. Um, I'm reading Nervous Conditions and uh, every night sort of watching something on the Criterion Collection. Um, and uh Oh, and the new HBO versions of uh, the adaptation of um, the Alana Ferrante books. Um, oh, yeah. And, and the plot against America. So um, it's a good time, I guess, for novels and in, 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 in serialization. Yeah, perfect coinciding of peak TV and a public health crisis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Award-winning novelist, journalist, and PEN America trustee, Dean Alamangestu, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
Yesterday, we announced the formation of a new support network we've launched for artists in Africa. Called Amani, it's a coalition of 10 organizations, including our own Artists at Risk Connection, that will work in concert to help artists facing crackdowns for their work. Here to discuss our very own Julie Trabeau, director of PEN America's Artists at Risk Connection. Hey, Julie. Hey, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the pod. Um, how are you? Good, good. Hey, so so tell us what Amani is and how how will it work? So um, Amani, the Africa Creative Defense Network, was kind of established to help provide rapid responses to artists at risk in Africa, to in a way coordinate adequate support for an artist and cultural professional in the continent face danger because of their work, and finally to support regional safe haven in Africa. This this network, like this ID, was originated at the sixth annual Safe Haven Conference, which is a, a, a large international conference dedicated to arts right justice. And we had it last December in Cape Town. And we really realized like we had many organizations focusing on protection artists at risk in Africa, but there was like a clear lack of communication between those organizations. And that often causes assistance work to be duplicated and causes artists to receive support inefficiently. So we, we work like all together and, and, you know, brainstorming on what could we do better? So, Seven of the 10 partners of this network are located in, in Africa. And based on ARC's research and experience, we know that regional networks like this are far better suited to assist artists at risk and kind of identify new resources at the local level, but also strengthen existing ones. So gotcha. that's, that's how, you know, we why we establish Amani and as a kind of a simple, secure communication channel that will allow all of us, all the partners, to uh, better work in assisting uh, artists at risk. And as you said, I mean, the idea was conceived late last year, but I wonder how the pandemic is shaping threats that artists are facing right now. What are the kinds of things that you're seeing and that your partners are seeing right now, especially in the African continent? I mean, I feel that in kind of as as we have been we have seen in our work for for many years um as you know authoritarian regimes crack down on dissent artists and uh cultural professionals are really bearing the brunt of the pressure finding themselves a trick of threats harassment arrest imprisonment and even death because of their creative work. So I think this has become only more of a reality during the COVID-19 pandemic. There is a really deep concern in Africa, but not only in Africa, that the repression will increase and is increasing as you know we are seeing you know a crackdown on disinformation and authoritarian regime autocratic regime exploding national emergency powers so yeah. tell me how people can learn more about amani so if you want to learn more about amani and the support that is offered um, that each of the member offer to artists at risk you can visit the arc website but First and foremost, if you or someone you know is an artist at risk in Africa, 
please get in touch with us. So on the ARC website, you will find an encrypted intake form, which is available in English and in French. And so after you fill out this form, your case will be dispatched to the Armani network and we will respond um, to this request as, as, as soon as we can. Well, it's a great effort. Julie Chabot directs PEN America's Artists at Risk Connection. The new network is called Amani. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Stephen. And that's our episode for Thursday, April 30th, 2020. Join us tomorrow for the Pen Pod. We'll have an interview with author of the book turned Netflix hit Unorthodox. You can listen to all our episodes at pen.org. Follow us at Pen America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sign up on our website for our daily Dare newsletter, where we track major stories about literature, free expression, and the news of the world. I'm Stephen Fee for Pen America. This is the Pen Pod. See you tomorrow.